Welcome to our show, where we work through the tough conversations together, so you don't have to. We are two 20-year-old navigating life as we know it. I'm your host, Annabelle. And I'm your host, Toby. And, and we're, we're glad, glad we, we met today. today. In today's episode, we're bringing the most highly requested topic ever, relationship tea. So now pour yourself some tea and let's get started. So to start off, I think it would only be fair if we talked about dating in college because as y'all know, we're both college students and for some, relationships may be a big part of their experience or may not be a big part of their experience. I'm part of the latter group, but we still have time. Not saying that relationships are everything in college, but it's nice to have someone and I see my friends who are in long-term relationships or not in long-term relationships and just the idea of having someone to go through college together is really appealing, not going to lie. But now that I'm in college and seeing some of the struggles that my friends go through, I think I've realized a couple of things for myself in the event that I would ever get into a relationship is first off, it's a lot of time commitment. On top of school, your own personal health, your outside social life, your extracurriculars, and as I head into my senior year, figuring out my career, I honestly don't know how I would add that to my plate at the moment, but I guess I'm a firm believer in if it's easy and it works, it shouldn't be viewed as a burden either. And then I think the second thing that I also realized throughout college so far is that people aren't as mature as you would have hoped. So coming out of high school, I was thinking to myself, you know, all of us are here for the same reason. We're motivated. We're UCSD students. And I wouldn't have to play any more games. I wouldn't have to play the guessing game or, you know, kind of just like it's like pulling teeth sometimes, I swear, with some of the people that I've talked to in college. So I would advise you to take it with a grain of salt. I think it's a good thing and it can add a lot to your college experience. I don't know, Annabelle, what what has your experience been so far well i personally really related to when you said it's a huge time commitment and i feel like not even the actual dating part if we're just talking about like getting to know someone seeing someone talking to someone that's a big time commitment on top of everything you're trying to go through in your college life and i think another thing for me is that knowing a new person or like even dating in college it's that you're building another habit on top of everything you've already established to your daily routine and for sure people aren't as mature as you would have hoped and then in some ways sometimes you are probably not as mature as what you would have hoped for yourself there are so many ways that we can get to know a new person in college. Well, before we get into that, I have a question for you. Are you the type of girl that prefers to date someone or like start talking to someone from the, the group of people that you already know? So, you know, those people that would be friends first and then lovers later? Or are you the type of person that prefers to know someone fresh, new, and then develop a love interest from there? That is a really good question, Annabelle, and I think there's positives to both situations. I've had more experience with where I've been friends with someone first, and then, you know, we try out the whole, oh, what happens if I like you more than a friend type of thing, and, you know, you try to see where that aspect of your relationship goes, and I think it's a good thing because 
Obviously, since you've spent time with that person, you kind of already know how they are, but it also gets really messy in terms of if you're in a shared friend group, sometimes it can make it awkward for other people in the friend group. And then if things don't end up working out, we always say, oh, we'll be friends after. Like, I promise it's not gonna change anything, but that's total BS if I've ever heard any. So I wouldn't recommend it personally. So I would prefer if it's something where you just start fresh and you know you have that instant connection. Cause that's another thing is I'm not really sure if I believe if you're friends with someone first and then feelings change, you know, it's, if you were friends at the beginning, then why weren't you interested in them at the beginning? But it's nice to have mutuals because then you know that they're not creepy or you know that they're generally a good person. But then the issue with meeting people fresh is it's so hard nowadays. There's so many people in college and you never really know where to look. So one thing that I also didn't use in high school, not sure if other people did, was the use of dating apps. So Hinge, Bumble, Tinder, Whatever else is out there, not really sure. But what about you, Annabelle? Have you ever used any of these apps to meet people? Yeah, for sure. So I'm kind of like you. I cannot date my friend. So I have to meet someone fresh. Can't remember when exactly, but I've definitely used um, dating apps in the past. And then especially during COVID, it was just even I want to talk to people. So I go on um, dating apps. Funny story, dating app for me usually turns into a chatting app (laughs) versus a dating app. Um, Yeah, I just don't really, I've never gone on a date because of a dating app. One time I matched with this person and he turned out to be a big sushi lover. And we spent a week talking about what's the best sushi place in San Diego. So yeah, that's my um, dating app using experience. I'm not the biggest fan of meeting people through dating app like one thing i learned through my experience with dating app is that i prefer to meet people organically but what about you 100 percent agree and i think it's one thing to make the profile which was something that scared me to begin with so it's like what pictures do i put am i even being funny when i put like the little caption descriptions or like on hinge they have the questions that you can answer or even putting like a voice answer that really stressed me out so once i got past that i also ran into the obstacle of Now you actually have to go out and meet them from these apps. All the safety stuff aside, it again is also just like a really big thing to put yourself out there. But, you know, as we talked in our other episode, in episode two, all about rationalizing your decisions. Also, don't think about the what ifs. So with, especially within dating, you'll never know until you try and you kind of just got to commit, which is something I'm still working on. But I 100% agree that organically is a lot better. But with the pandemic, it's been really hard to find those connections. However, as we return, it's been really fun to meet new people. And you never know where anything, where something may lead. The person you sit next to in class, uh, it's all about starting those conversations as this podcast is generally about. One thing it's important, super important to point out is that I definitely have a lot of friends that met amazing people through dating apps. So just because something didn't work out for the two of us doesn't mean that it will not work out for everyone. For sure. Don't knock it till you try it. But I do have another question for you, Annabelle, is because as we talked about earlier, you know, trying to go from friends to dating or just going from meeting to dating, do you think it's possible to learn to like someone? Because even with dating apps, you may be talking for a while, but you never really know if you're like interested because it's through the internet. 
But do you think it's possible to get yourself to that level or meet someone at that level? Yeah, definitely. I would say yes. Um, sometimes you meet someone and then your first thought is, I would have no interest to do with this person. Or like, I don't think I have any business to do with this person. But if the other person like push or took that extra step gives me a chance to get to know them better then I have seen myself in the past of like starting to develop interest into knowing this person and I think speaking of like just relationship in general it's not only about like the lover's side of it even with friendship like friendship kind of um, relationship at first maybe I'm like I don't think I'll vibe with this person but then later on if I get to know this person better I start to learn about what's something that's attractive to me about them so I definitely think it's possible. How, how about your experience? I'm going to have to take the opposite side on this argument. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the idea of learning to like someone. Just because from what I've seen with my other friends and even in my experience, it takes it back to the whole thing where like, why didn't it happen in the first place? You know, I totally agree that with time, you definitely find more about a person that for friendships is what works well. But if there's no initial connection, I think it's hard to make something artificial out of that. Because you also may just be in love or you may desire the idea of being with someone, but not that actual someone that you are interested in. And that's, I think, what's also really hard about college is rushing into things. We think that we don't have all the time in the world, even though we're just entering our 20s, as most of us are right now. So I wouldn't jump into something headfirst, but also don't be your biggest obstacle. Don't be the person that's holding you back because I know you know yourself best, but also you know exactly what you're thinking and then you can convince yourself that it's not worth it to go after. So now that we've kind of talked about our experience and touched a little bit on the way that we view relationships, do you have any funny stories about relationships that you'd be willing to share? Yes, and this is the moment where I think I can say this episode is brought to you by by these amazing people and their amazing love story. I have a very interesting story about Jerry and Tara. It's something that I never thought could happen. Um, so Jerry and Tara, they were both college students. And then they were talking for a little bit. Everything is smooth. They were both sensing a little bit of something going on. And one day, Jerry was invited to go to Tara's house. The moment that Jerry stepped foot into Tara's room, he realized that there is no desk in Tara's room. And Tara had a quite a spacious room. So it's not like she's rooming with someone and she doesn't have a room to fit in a desk. Like she has her own, own room and then but just is missing a desk, which totally okay, because maybe she just does her homework on the bed or something. But Jerry doesn't really like the idea that Tara doesn't have a desk. So he took Tara to Ikea for some furniture shopping. And Tara bought quite a bit of stuff, um, like organizing bin, extra furniture that she wants, except a desk, of course. And that's where Jerry started to feel like it's kind of odd that she doesn't have a desk in her room. And that ended up being the reason why Jerry started ghosting Tara. And so their relationship, well, their little something ended because Tara didn't have a desk in her room. 
Wait, you're being serious. Like, Tara didn't have a desk, so Jerry said bye? Deadass, yeah. Okay, I, I'm not sure if there's, like, some philosophical meaning behind Jerry's actions, because I get it, you know? Maybe, like, when you go shopping with someone, it may irk you if they get everything but the thing they came for, but I'm not really sure if that's, like, grounds enough to just end it right there. Like, oh, she doesn't have a desk? Can't be together. Can't be, can't be with a girl who doesn't have a desk. Yeah, I when I heard this story, I was genuinely surprised. I I even asked, is it are you are you serious? Is it really are you twisting something here? And then no, it's it's that reason. But I think as surprised as what we think, it brings us to another point. Sometimes a deal breaker is just different for everyone. And what we thought is something that's not a big deal might be a super big deal for someone else. I mean, I guess. I'm not sure if I would call a desk a deal breaker, but to each their own, always. Now that you've shared that your interesting story, I also have one to share, and I think I would love to hear also our viewers or listeners' thoughts on this situation because I've tried my best to help uh, my friend out with um, their dating dilemma, let's call it. So basically, my friend, she's gone out on a couple of dates with this guy. They vibe really well. There's never awkwardness on the dates. And they're kind of like far and few in between. We're college students. He's he's in a master's program. So he definitely has stuff to do. Like he has his own daily life going on, as, do, as does she. But, you know, he makes time to reach out, to invite her on these dates. Really fun things. They've done like KBBQ. They've done... Um, they went to Boiling Crab, and it's just good conversation. So she, she likes it, right? But the deal breaker is, is there's no consistent texting. You know, between dates, nothing, like radio silence. He'll swipe up on her story sometimes and make, like, you know, casual conversation. But it's not like, oh, hey, how are you today? How'd your day go? You know, things like that, which I think a lot of people, or I guess I don't want to assume, I think most people would appreciate that, especially when you would consider that going on dates leads to y'all being talking, you know, the infamous talking stage or being exclusive. So my friend is just really torn. She doesn't know if he's interested or if he's just trying to hang out with her as a friend. But then here's this. He explicitly said he's interested, but his actions obviously say differently. He's like, I care about you and I want to do this right. Isn't that cute? But I don't know, maybe it's just the whole communicate communication thing where you have to set out like what do you want from this and I've been trying to get her to do that because now she's just lost you know he's sending mixed signals but she thinks that he's interested and this story definitely has more to it um and I'll continue to give you updates as things tend to happen but Annabelle what's your thoughts like does she drop him does she just go with it because she still has a good time with him I think first question that would advise this girl or like ask this girl is that what are you looking to get out from this thing? Because are you looking for a genuine like commitment kind of relationship or do you just want to have someone that's kind of there in your life? And the other thing that kind of popped into my head as you were describing this story is that there's a saying, right? Action speaks more than the words. So... If you say you care about me, yeah, sure. But, you know, maybe also look at what he's doing. For me, if we're not texting, that would be kind of weird for me because obviously I don't need 24-7, we're just texting each other. But 
at least like every day say hi or something so i know like you're alive or what are you up to you know um so that part to me i don't know if i were the person um knowing that i kind of care about the communication process the texting will kind of be a red flag to me but again it comes down to the individual person what are you looking at or what are you looking to get out of in this thing yeah i definitely think it's important to like define for yourself you know what do you want out of this and like where do you want to go and like where to draw the line but again it's easier said than done when you're on the outside perspective so i wish them both the best obviously they're both my friends so i want them to be happy and with what with whatever happens but since we're talking about this quote-unquote talking stage when would you consider annabelle what are your definitions of when you're talking with someone I think, okay, uh, backstory, I'm not a huge texting person. Uh, for my friends that kind of know me well, they just expect me to not reply messages. Um, they all got into habit of when they need to tell me something serious or urgent, they call me because I'm just not a huge texter. Um, so if I ever happen to be like texting the person every day or honestly, if I get to be replying to his message like, more than one or two times every day, then I would consider that I'm talking with someone because just knowing how inconsistent I am with my texting, um, but I know everyone I know everyone has different definition of talking with someone. And I would definitely say to be sure that I will say I'm talking to someone, I also have to maybe gone out to one or two, not necessarily dates, but to go out together for a few times. What about you? Yeah, I'm definitely right there with you. I'm the worst at responding, so apologies to anyone that knows me. I promise you I'm not ignoring you. It happens to literally everyone. But I also would prefer like the whole like FaceTime or just call me. But I also get really nervous, especially when you're like trying to start something new. I feel like that's a pretty big jump to go from, you know, texting to FaceTiming because that gets pretty as pretty like, "Oh yeah, like I want to talk to you." But at the same time, I feel like I know I'm talking with someone or I want to be talking with someone when they don't text me and I'm like oh shoot like I want to tell them this or oh shoot you know I'm waiting for that text message or I'm waiting for them to reach out so I think that's also at the point when I in my head have to figure out so what are you doing here you know you obviously are interested but are you willing to go that far and in connection with that you know moving from the talking stage to dating is also a big jump. But something that's going around lately on TikTok that I thought would be really funny if we gave our opinions on is the dating rules. So basically there's this list of things that people have been, you know, what are your boundaries or what are your uh, requirements, I guess is the best way I could describe it, if you're in a relationship with someone. So first thing I'm gonna ask you is, what what are your thoughts on sharing location with your significant other or person that you're talking to? I don't think it's a must have, But I would because, well, I share my location with my friends because that's just convenient because you can check like, oh, what are are they up to? Or if I happen to be at school and they're also at school, then maybe we can meet up casually or something. But I do find it problematic if sharing location means that you are micromanaging your significant others. Um, So I think I'm more on the chill side of yes, sharing location. What about you? Yeah, I probably I probably agree with you. I think it's a convenient thing to have, especially um, if I want to call them. But 
say they're in class, but I don't, and they're not responding to my texts, I could check their location and be like, oh, I should, probably shouldn't call them right now. But yeah, when it gets to the point of micromanaging and wondering who they're with, that is a red flag to me in the sense that there may be some trust issues with that. But at the same time, I never really knew sharing location was a thing until I came to college. So, um, I saw a lot of micromanagement issue with sharing location because in high school, um, like back home, this app called Zenly is a huge deal. It's basically like a sharing location kind of app. And then you can see precisely how long they have been in this location or um, how fast are they moving on the freeway, you know, things like that. It's very precise. And so a lot of couples I know are you know basically on zenly and then i would see the girl looking at her app and be like why is my why is my boyfriend moving on the i5 60 mile 65 miles per hour i'm like that's scary to me yeah so that's why i had a little mixed feelings with location sharing very valid i mean i don't know about the whole speed thing i know that's like things that my parents would ask but to be tracking my significant other like that yeah that's a little much all right, next topic would be uh, if your significant other or partner had in hanging out with like girl or guy friends or like maintaining relationships with girl or guy friends. Uh, I'm super chill on that because I grew up with my brother and so I just found myself having quite a lot of like bro friends because I'm just very used to, you know, talking to bro topics because like for example i'm a huge car person so when i bond with a guy it's generally about oh what kind of cars do you like or you know things like that so i do have a lot of guy friends um a lot of them are like my bestie kind of vibe and so knowing that i have a lot of like friends from the opposite sex that would have absolutely no love interest i really don't mind if they have girlfriends because i know Okay, here's my here's my philosophy. If something would have happened, then I wouldn't even have a chance to, you know, be having something with this person because that would ha- like that ship would have sailed a-, a while ago, you know. So that's my that's my thought on that. Are you the type of person that cares a lot about uh, the other, um, your significant other having girlfriends or like or you know? Yeah, I think my position on it is if we were friends prior to us being in a relationship, you have no business telling me like, hey, you can't hang out with them. Hey, like you're unco- I'm uncomfortable with you being friends with them. Because like you said, if something was were to happen, it would have happened. Or that's something that y'all should have figured out like before this relationship started. Like I think it's a different story if there's say there's this guy in my friend group that I dated prior to dating my current um, like partner that's I can see where you know that's kind of like out of respect you wouldn't necessarily want to cross that line but if it's say it's a new friend that I make while we're dating I could also see where it comes in where it's like that is a little iffy but at the same time like I think that's a red flag you should have trust in your partner that they would a never do that and you know respect boundaries of other people in you know, hey, I have a boyfriend, hey, I have a girlfriend, hey, you know, I'm in a relationship type of deal. So that's that's how I feel about it. And next topic, which is also one that I think both you and I have similar stances on everything, so I'm not really sure if this is being very helpful, but maybe it'll give some people some perspective. But the next one is passwords. So say like password to your phone or password to your Snapchat or password to not like your bank account, but you know, just like social media, I guess is the biggest thing. 
Okay, I think, well, definitely we're both on the chiller side on a lot of things. But one big deal breaker for me is like I'm a I'm a Libra. So for a Libra, it's all about the fairness. So if I don't want someone to treat me a certain way, then I wouldn't treat someone this certain way. So for example, I don't want people to be asking me to give them my password because I just think that's a very personal thing. Maybe my phone password and that's about it. You know, so I wouldn't, I really don't care if my other half like tells me his his password because I just don't think that's a must have because everyone needs to have their little own personal space. For sure. I think of, with most things in relationships, everything ties back to trust. So obviously you shouldn't have anything to hide. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, my friends can't even remember my password. I give it out pretty freely. Like, if you need to change the music or I need you to text someone back for me, like, if you don't have anything to hide, then that's why I don't think it should be an issue. Or that's why I don't think it's a need to share those passwords with people because I'm open enough to tell you what's going on if you ask. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess, again, we're not super, like, uptight or we're not super strict on a lot of these things. Um, but the last topic I do want to go into is social media because I think that's a really big thing. We're always on social media and I've just heard some really sad stories about relationships and how they they kind of fall apart because of social media. So for example, liking other people's posts, like liking other girls' posts, liking other guys' posts, following other girls, following other guys, or when you do or don't post each other, I think is a big thing, especially because it's nice to be appreciated, but at the same time, like, there's that saying, if he wanted to, or if she wanted to, she would, he would, they would. Um, my take on this, I don't care as much on the liking and following because, well, everyone likes to see pretty stuff or things that they found attractive to them. So if it's just like a casually liking, whatever. But posting is something that I kind of... I had some personal experience about it. So before I was talking to this guy and then um, he has broken up with his ex a while back. But then he still kept a lot of the posts on his feed. And that's when I got confused. I'm like, are you on a rebound and you're still not done? Or you're still not over with your previous relationship? Or like, you know, what's the, what, what's, what's your thought on this? You know, that got me kind of confused. Um, but as of like following exes and stuff, I don't really mind because I do understand people and in a good term, you know, they could be still like casual friends after they break up and everything. So following, I'm okay. But like posts, especially ex, that's where I get confused and I'm not the biggest fan on that. Yeah, I think the biggest excuse that I've heard, so I also have an older brother, so I've been able to have some perspective from his point of view as a guy in relationships. And I think the excuse that people give a lot is like, oh, I don't really use Instagram. Like, oh, I didn't know it was still up or oh, why is it such a big deal? You know, and as much as I understand, yes, it's just a post, but it's on a public platform where if anyone was to search up, you know, your profile and see these pictures of you with someone else but know that we're talking that looks really bad or that gets confusing and at the same time like you mentioned like why would you still have it up there like do you care about it do you want it up there so but again I'm super lenient and I don't think in the sense that I don't need them to post me 
to be secure in a relationship or at least I shouldn't again appreciation posts or whatever like anniversary posts are really cute and I think um it's good to see but at the end of the day you know it's all about what happens between us and what we know between each other one thing I want to point out though because I've definitely seen some of my friend run into this issue is that when they never post you anywhere like not even the story or um or like his friends doesn't really know your existence that kind of like not posting is where i found it to be a little you should probably think twice on this kind of situation no yeah that's a little sus like when you're trying to hide it or maybe it's it's also that big question that i think it's very scary to ask is are you embarrassed to be with me no there's that whole thing of keeping things private but not a secret is another thing that goes on because it's like People are allowed to advertise or not advertise their relationships as much as they want. But like you said, you know, when it's like not even a single like post or not even like apparent to their circles that you're in a relationship, I think that's definitely something y'all need to talk about for sure. To close out today's episode, I just want to remind y'all of a few things. First of all, every situation is unique. Our podcast exists just to provide perspective for y'all by having these conversations for you Annabelle and I are far from quote-unquote relationship experts, but you know your relationship best, and I also want to encourage you to remember that your friends and family only have your best interest in mind. I know it's really hard when feelings are involved and history is involved as well, but at the end of the day, you are the number one priority, and that's what we want to make sure is healthy and happy within that relationship. And if you're interested, you can head over to our social media and leave your latest relationship rundowns, share your thoughts on our stories today, and maybe they'll be featured in our next episode on relationships. Yeah, and I want to remind you all, this will be a safe space to share any of your stories. And if you need, let us know. We can change out your names, some very detailed details um, to help you stay anonymous. And we hope you leave us today better off than when you found us today. Remember, life is all about your hardest hellos and your easiest goodbyes. Until we meet again.